pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny, episode 214. Today I'm going to chat with Sean Hutchison, Vice President of Strikeman, discuss red flag legislation that just passed the House, highlight the most comfortable rifle you'll ever hold, and talk about why you don't want to be rude to people who make your food. I'm your host, Ava Flannell, and if you noticed how tongue-tied I am, well, it's because it's pretty early in the morning for me, although, Sean, you're like on Eastern time. You're in Canada, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's not that early for you, whereas me, I'm still just like, you know, chugging coffee. I am actually a morning person, but more like I like get up and like like to do stuff, but I don't like to have like full-on conversations. <laughs> if that yeah, makes sense. I'm the same way. So like in the morning, I need to not talk to people. I need like two hours of not talking to people. <laughs> so it's working really well because it's 10 a.m. here. So. Yeah. I told you before we started the show, I was like, hey, so you're going to just run this show, right? Let's switch places. I'll be the guest and you can just lead and that would be great. <laughs> yeah, I'll just go on a rant for an hour. Yeah, that would be perfect. Awesome. I'm sure listeners would love that. <laughs> before we get into the show, Smith & Wesson. I don't know if you've had a chance to check out the Shield Easy, but it's, I haven't talked about it in a while, but it's actually one of my favorite guns, especially as an instructor. Usually, you know, students have a hard time wrecking slide, loading the magazine. I mean, even if you didn't, it's just still a great gun, but it's also just a great gun to have beginners learn on because you're not faced with, you know, all of those other barriers, I guess, of, you know, how to operate the gun, which, you know, comes later on because it's more technique than anything. But this gun's great. They now make it in 380, 9mm. They have different sight options. So you can use just, you know, the regular standard sights. They also have it where you can get a laser included, thumb safety, no thumb safety. I personally always prefer the no thumb safety, just because I think it's also a lot more comfortable to shoot without that thumb safety but I've never been a fan of active safeties, you know, either. And then you could also get it ported if you get one from the Performance Center. But if you guys want to check these out, head on over to smith-wesson.com. And Sean, it's time to talk about Strikeman. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. I'm sure anybody who follows me on Instagram or YouTube, you guys have heard of Strikeman. It's a dry firing system and you and your brother came up with it, right? Yeah, we did. Okay. So before we start talking about that product, I kind of want to like backtrack a little bit and talk about just a little bit about you and what got you started in the firearms industry. Because to my understanding, is this the first product that you guys have come out within the firearms industry? Weren't you guys like in the jewelry industry prior? Sort of. It kind of sounds like almost weird, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we, we were, we were in, well, we were in multiple industries, um, but it's our first kick at the can in the firearm industry. And it is by far the best industry we've ever worked in, in terms of people and just, you know, 
the social element is great. Um, so, what made you guys just kind of decide, like, hey, let's get in the firearms industry? So, on one side of it, we're business guys, my brother and I. So, yeah, um, if we see a market, we're excited about it. But yeah. we also it has a lot to do, I think, with our upbringing. Um, you know, my brother and I were very close. And I mean, it's a bit of a story, but I think a large part of why we got into the firearm industry and developed this product had a lot to do with this guy named Spider Miller. Growing up, we had a cottage, uh, like a family cottage on a lake. Mm -hmm. And our neighbor, um, he was a Vietnam pilot uh, flying, you know, transport helicopters. And he he was just kind of like our second grandfather and we would always go every summer. We'd have dinner at, at their cottage every single day. He was like a Republican Texan. He had such a, such a positive influence on me and my brother in very deep ways. Mm -hmm. um, and of course he'd be talking about guns and he'd be talking about Vietnam war and he was such a good person and he was such a respectable person that, you know, up in Canada, you don't really get as much of an influence around like, what I, what I consider to be American ideals of like individual freedom, sovereignty of the individual. And I don't know, like it's that kind of made my brother and I, even though we're Canadian citizens, it's sort of like almost Americans. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but like. No, it definitely does. You guys had, what's the word that I'm looking for? I mean, just like, you know, like a nice influence of, you know, what most people in Canada probably didn't get a taste of. Exactly. And so I could, yeah, I could totally understand that. Yeah. Okay. So then you grew up with that. At what point did you guys see this product or come up with the idea for this product? And you're like, you know what, this would be awesome. And it actually seems like, because when did this company start? When did you guys start Strikeman? Not that long ago. I started in early 2019. Wow. So you guys basically started just when ammo was starting to become uh, like a shortage yeah which is to, to like it which is mind-blowing like mm -hmm. and we joke that we sometimes like in our social circle we we like to play it off like it's because we're business geniuses but we're not yeah <laughs> <laughs> we just got lucky we got lucky but you know we but we're also passionate and uh we like shooting we were hunters that's another thing we were hunters there's more restrictions on um concealed carry up in canada yeah um so you there's less of that. You can, you can go to a range and shoot, but most Americans wouldn't settle for the laws that are up in Canada. Like the federal police can check on you whenever they want. If you have a concealed carry. Wow. Um, that's, you know, but anyways, but again, in terms of how we got started in the business, Scott really just caught wind of, of the concept mm -hmm. and, it, it, it as simple as he caught wind of the concept of dry fire and he just did it. Like, I don't know how else to say it. He just like, he just did it. And then, you know, the United States market was there. We had this amazing, so many friends in the United States. We're always in the United States. Like I said, we're Canadians, but we're pretty much Americans just by the way we were raised. Mm -hmm. And it just, and we have a lot of business experience, especially in e-commerce. So Scott just did it. it you know what I mean? And, and and for those yeah. who don't know, Scott is your brother. Yes, yeah, Scott's my brother. Scott and I got to say, so I actually like really admire the relationship that you guys have because I have a younger sister. We don't really get along as well. 
And it's more so because I feel like she just copies everything I do still. And it's like still just annoying. Like you think, you know, you reach a certain point where you're like, oh, okay, I don't care, but I still care because it's happened my entire life. But the relationship that you guys have is like really, I don't know. I mean, you still obviously siblings are still pretty close, but you guys just seem like really close. And like you always speak very highly of him. And mm-hmm. uh, even the other day, I got an email from him and I was like, I, I text you and I was like, you know, annoyed about it. And you were like, well, FYI, you know, Scott's my brother. And I was like, yeah, I know that. Don't worry. I'm not going to go on a rant and like talk a bunch of crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which was, it was, I wasn't really like that annoyed, but, no, but yeah. it is, you know, it is kind of cool to see like two brothers like working so well together. And I wish I could, you know, I wish there was more of that, like just like family, like really like sticking together. Yeah. It's it, it very means, much. Like, I feel like, person. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not that common these days. Um, and you know, it's funny too, because like, if you saw my brother and I, in our childhood, we were close, but I'd say 50% of the time we were beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. Um, he's my older brother, two years apart, but again, we're very, very close. We've been through a lot together Mm -hmm. and I don't know, I think it's maybe the way, maybe it's the way we were raised. I think, I think if you have siblings that get along the long term it's a it's a testament to how good the parenting was um you know so my sister and i like we were really close growing up like people would always tell us they're like oh my gosh i've never seen sisters so close because we were like best friends and then as soon as like high school hit and there was a little bit more like i was more popular she was kind of nerdy and like the straight a student but then i switched schools and then i started getting straight a's and then i feel like it's weird especially because my sister and we're two years apart but I feel like siblings usually like they have their, you know, like she was the straight A student. I was kind of like the, eh, you know, not so great student, more popular. And then as soon as I started doing well academically, it was like I took her spotlight because I now was like the straight A student also. Yeah. And, you know, like there's always like sort of that weird rivalry sort of. And I do, I completely agree. I do think that it has to do a lot with the parents' upbringing. But I think also, you know, once we became more, in our adult years, the dynamic started changing. It was just weird. I don't yeah. know. But well, are you and your sister? I mean, I guess, and in fairness, like my brother and I, I, it's, I think it's commendable. We're at the other end of the extreme where like most brothers out there, even if they have a good relationship, uh, would have trouble working together. Yeah. I think, um, I think in general, most family members would. Most family members. And, and in a way, I'm lucky. Like, we also have a sister. Mm-hmm. I don't work with her. Scott doesn't work with her. Maybe we could, but I, I don't know. I, Scott and I have a rapport where I think it partially because we used to beat the shit out of each other all the time. We yeah. kind of learned how to avoid that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and in the office, there was a few days where we got pretty heated. Um, but we, we were really good at, at de-escalating things before they get to a point where there's even any contention. Yeah. That's and we also we're very different, my brother and I. Like we're totally different. We handle different parts of the business, mm-hmm. and uh, and for the most, I mean, it's been to be honest, it's been a grind and it's been really high stress and really intense. But in terms of our synergy, we, uh, our synergy, we've worked pretty well together. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, especially, I mean, because you guys, if you only started the business in 2019, I mean, talking about like just you basically just ran with it. 
I had no idea that you guys have only been in business, you know, for such a short period of time. Yeah, so I think we're the like, we're the only ground running the only firearm business owners that haven't been to Shot Show because of COVID nineteen. We've never oh, been yeah. to a Shot Show. Funny enough, man, you guys are missing out on so many hangovers. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah. I'm going to take a quick break real quick and talk about primary arms. The new MD-25 Red Dot with the ACSS CQB reticle from Primary Arms recently won the Industry Choice Awards for this year. That's an incredibly versatile red dot for multiple calibers. You pretty much just need to look at the pictures of the reticle for different calibers to truly appreciate how versatile it is. So, for example, it'll work for a 5.56, 300 blackout, 308, 22 long rifle, 9mm, 12 gauge. So, I mean, all those calibers are extremely different. So, that's just how versatile it really is. One of the really cool things about it is how compact they were able to make everything inside the optic. Even though it's only 25 millimeter diameter tube, it's got the same wide field of view as like most 30 millimeter optics out there. It's also optimized for 12,000 hours of operation on a single 2032 battery and has 12 different settings. It works with the standard micro mounts and it comes with spacers for four different mounting heights. Best of all, it's only $189.99. It's also incredibly affordable. You can check them out at primaryarms.com. Don't forget to use the code AVA, A-V-A, and you're going to get a free one-piece scope mount with every Primary Arms optic that you buy. Sean, just walk me through the process of what it took to, I guess, grow this idea. Basically, you know, so you said Scott came up with this idea, and then where did you guys go from there? Yeah, so... You know, he caught caught wind of the concepts. Strikeman didn't entirely innovate the idea of the laser cartridge app combination, right? But one of the, the major, um, I think, targets that Scott noticed was what was out there. Um, you know, there was great concept for dry fire, um, yeah. but there was a lot of problems with the products that existed. And... Scott and I are both perfectionists. We work really hard at what we do. And it was in a, an exciting area. Um, you know, like going from uh, when we were in our early 20s, like working on jewelry, which was literally just like, you know, like Facebook came out with Facebook ads. There was um, Shopify where you could start an online store. You got these like 20 year olds who are entrepreneurial. We started selling just like bracelets, right? Anyways, that turned it. That turned into a, uh, and this was Scott's business. It turned into a multi-million-dollar business within five years. So you you can imagine like what you would learn that you know doing that, right? Twenty-year-olds yeah. building this company. You learn through experience. It was like he got an MBA, Scott. Um, even though he dropped out of school to do it, dropped out of university or college. And um, so with Stripen, when he he caught wind of the concept. We love shooting guns. We, we love the industry. It was an extremely exciting opportunity, but he started it with, you know, he had a, a major setback and he started that with $60,000. And there was one point where 
and I was living with Scott, right? I was actually in school at this time. We were in a basement apartment mm-hmm. and we were kind of struggling to make rent. Scott had had this major setback and lost a lot of money. I had no money because I was a student. Scott was building out Stripen from the beginning with $60,000. Um, and so what that money went into, one thing to remember about Strikeman is it's it's essentially, a, it's largely a software product, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's largely an app. It, there's the laser cartridge and the target and the phone stand, but it all works together to make a dynamic dry fire shooting system. Mm-hmm. But if the app doesn't work well, then it's shit. Yeah. And then you can't, you can't do what what it's what it really like the the potential for the product is maximized with the app yeah so anyways scott at the beginning was putting a lot of money into the app development and for anyone who's listening right now if you're ever thinking about developing an app it's a insane headache and it's a lot of work and it's very difficult so at the beginning the like the rush was to start selling something that could start bringing enough money in that you could start you know improving the product marketing the product and doing all these things Scott rushed in the beginning to get a, a basic skeleton of an app working. Uh, you know, the laser cartridge is designed and in production, um, and then the brand out there, and then and then advertising. He started selling it, but it was like what was being sold then in early 2019 could not stand up to what's being sold now as the striking product. Even though it looks the same, the software is improved, and we think we have the best. We think we have the best dry fire product in the industry. Um, so I, I hope that that gives you an idea. That's crazy. I mean, it makes it makes perfect sense. And yeah, it's only as good as like the app. And obviously, if the app isn't picking up, you know, the shots and stuff, and it's malfunctioning, then yeah, it's, you know, I mean, other than that, like, the actual cartridge and the target and stuff, I mean, all of that, like, you can only improve so much, but it makes perfect sense with the app. How has it improved just in the last few years? Yeah. So early on, I, I mean, if there's, if there's Strikeman, existing Strikeman customers listening, listening right now, some of them will know, but there was problems with the app just in terms of the major problems were ghost shots. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the app would think that you shot at the target and you didn't, or you would shoot at the target and the app would not pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple other things like when you calibrate the app to the target uh some people were finding it difficult also every time you did a uh, you would calibrate the app to the target so that you could do a shooting session mm-hmm. you would have to do it all over again like you'd have to punch in all this data over and over again and it would make the you know your dry fire training quite annoying because you do like let's say like 10 to 20 rounds of shots and then you have to go back to the app and type in all this information so it was kind of like I don't know, like the Game Boy compared to Xbox. Like it was just like, it wasn't a smoothed out machine. Yeah. Um, now there's the the changes that are in the Stripen product now are just basically when a customer buys a Stripen product, they get exactly what they are expecting to get. And it works perfectly and smoothly and reliably. It, for the most part, does not register any ghost shots and it records your actual shots perfectly. And you also, we, we now have auto calibration. So you don't have to manually calibrate the, the target and the app. It does it automatically. We've built into the AI that it can just detect where the target is. Um, and then it also saves templates. So you can actually have 
um, let's say you have eight different models of firearms, you can have a, uh, a profile for each of your firearms and you have a, a striking laser cartridge for each firearm, let's say, in different calibers. And you'll maybe you want to set up different shooting scenarios for different firearms. You can actually have that saved. So you pick up your, your, your let's say you pick up your Glock uh, and you have a certain way you like to shoot your Glock. You can just, you have your template saved. You have a title Glock and then it's all ready to go. You can do your Glock training regime. Um, and these are just like simple things that we programmed into the software. And it's like, they provide little bits of joy to the customer where it's like a little bit nicer. Whereas it's like six months of a grind and me and my brother almost fist fighting in our office yeah. and like $100,000 a month. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's the thing, right? It's like, but it's very fun. But that's like where Strikeman's at now is a lot of it is really just, we were having to grind to make the product deliver what people expected it to. And there was, there was points where there was, there was criticism and there was customers being unhappy. And I think what we did well, my brother and I, is we, we listened to them as best as we could. We had personal conversations with a lot of our customers, like just on the phone. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we just like, we had, we had a huge whiteboard in our office and we'd write down all the criticism, like write down the exact wording. Mm-hmm. And then we go and we build that into our product development. So hmm, that's yeah. excellent. Also, what's kind of nice is, well, what's really nice is right now as customers, you know, who have bought your product, let's say in 2019, when it first came out, what's great is they can still enjoy the benefits of all these updates. So it's not like they bought, you know, a model that then, you know, a year from now completely changes because all they had to buy was the cartridge and the target, but the app is constantly changing. So as long as they're doing the updates on the app, their product is also changing with it's become, you know, it's staying current. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. Like I've always told um, even my students, and this is kind of crappy, but a lot of my students, I've told them like, hey, don't buy a gun when it first comes out. Like if it's a new model, you know, maybe if it's a different caliber or something, then it's safe. But it's crappy to say this, but like the firearms industry loves to rely on the public to do their T&E. And so if people think like, oh, well, they'll just do a recall and, you know, change all the first models that came out, the first generation, they're not going to do that unless it's like life threatening. They're not going to do a recall. They're just going to make sure that the next batch that they make, you know, has that, that problems fixed. I always tell students like wait at least, you know, six months until after that product came out to then buy your gun. Hmm. But what's great with this is you're, it's an app essentially that they're buying and so it's constantly being updated automatically. So it's not like they have to buy, you know, the next generation. Yeah, exactly. There's, you know, with one purchase, you can secure for yourself years of dry fire training drills and also changing dry fire drills and new features. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I realized actually that we haven't discussed exactly what the product does. So can you just you know, from like straight out of the box, let's say, you know, a customer orders the product. Can you just describe exactly like what setup is and uh, what they can do in order to record these shots and, and dry fire? Like what the yep. product is capable of doing? Yeah, sure. So when you buy the Stripen product, what you're essentially buying is a laser cartridge, a target, 
a tripod phone stand, which will be for your smartphone. And then you have on your smartphone, you download the Stripe app, which is free. And so let's say you get the product, it arrives at your doorstep, you unbox it, uh, you have your laser cartridge, you have the tripod, you have the targets, and then now you have the app on your phone. All you have to do is slide the, uh, the laser cartridge into your firearm. And then when you shoot your firearm, the pin will actually press the button on the laser cartridge, which functions just like a laser pointer. And obviously it's going out of your bore sight, it's going out of your firearm, so it hits the target. And the phone app using your phone camera is filming the target. And built into the app is, you know, the, the target is called a signature target because there's actual markings on it that we that the app reads. So you can't really use any target with the Stripen app. You could, but it works best with the Stripen target because the markings on the target are signatures, which let the app know your accuracy and give you accurate metrics on your accuracy. If you don't use that target, um, it will record shots still, but your um, accuracy metrics won't really make sense. Um, That's actually a really good point that you brought up and I actually didn't even think to ask that. Yeah. That's actually good to cover because I probably would have thought that it would have worked on any size target or any, you know, a target that was uh, close to its size. Yeah, well, it's it, 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 that's the thing. It's like in a more rudimentary way, you can. So you can you can have the app giving you the audio, like you know, it, the app provides you the shot audio, which you know, may, mostly that just makes it fun and lets you know it, it makes it a little more stimulating your dry fire practice. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the value of the app, where you can actually record your accuracy, which I've heard from credible sources, translates pretty well if you do it in combination with a live try live fire training regime uh, translates to greater accuracy with your firearm like the history metrics give you a pretty good reading of your of your accuracy right like when you're shooting very poorly with your striking system you're probably going to be shooting very poorly when you have ammo in your firearm and mm-hmm. likewise if you're shooting very well with your striking system it tends to um, indicate that you'll shoot well with live fire i mean you can't perfectly replicate live fire training but there is really good crossover there yeah definitely and then um, for listeners who are curious, what calibers is the laser system available in? It's available in the seven most common calibers. We and we're, we've actually just released shot. We're releasing shotgun shells as well, hmm. um, which is actually kind of funny. And that's actually for for being sold up in Canada because so many people have shotguns up in Canada um, yeah. for, for hunting and that type of thing. But in terms of what you can get right now, it's nine millimeter. 380 ACP, 40 Smith and Wesson, 0.45 ACP, uh, 38 Special, 355 Sig, and 223 uh, 556. Okay, nice. And like the most, I think like 80% of our sales are nine millimeter. Mm-hmm. And then it varies between the other cartridges. Yeah. One thing that I noticed on your website so it says supplies limited due to COVID 19. So, how, well, I mean, I'm sure also you probably didn't realize how big, like how, how many sales you guys were initially going to get, but how has like COVID affected your guys' supplies and being able to like meet the orders and stuff like that? It's been a nightmare and a blessing. Yeah. Um, So it's been, 
it's been a nightmare in the sense of, well, we didn't, we, we started, it's almost comical in a way. We started this business before a worldwide pandemic, which caused, I think, the greatest ammo ammunition shortage in like American history <laughs> with jacked up prices and high demand for dry fire products because of that. So it was, we got hit with a demand that was, that we couldn't supply. It was beyond our supply. Um, we were hit with the option of either turning off sales completely or allowing for pre-order because we didn't have the inventory for it. Mm -hmm. We would go with pre-order anyway. So it was a nightmare. Uh, there was so much demand for our products. I think our sales, like they just, I won't give an exact number, but it was an explosion of sales way bigger than before the pandemic hit. Like right when COVID hit, it was just like a shit storm and it, and it kept peaking. But then the other thing too is the supply chain was horrible. Like you'd hear things like, like you, we'd get an email from like the boat captain just saying like, we can't, we're not allowed to bring your product even on shore. And sometimes my brother and I were wondering like, should we drive out to San Francisco and like literally go on the boat and get our shit so that customers can get their product. But there's so many like crazy complications in the supply chain. That made it so difficult to get, you know, in a perfect world, we'd like customers to order the striping system and get it in three to five days. Yeah. Sometimes we've been able to do that, but in the peak storm of things, and that we might be going into another storm, you know, with this like Christmas season and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah. there was times where customers were waiting a month, I think some even two months for their system to get to their door. And we've never had that happen before mm -hmm. uh, with any product, let alone striping. And, there was a lot of pissed off people, but you know what started to happen? We got better at communicating with our customers. At the beginning, we weren't very good at it. And <laughs> we were kind of just like, they'll get it. And we knew they would get it, but we weren't, um, our, our, our customer support wasn't really tuned in. Yeah. And there was a lot of people who were upset, but we tuned that in pretty quick. At one point, Scott and I were starting to take calls and just talk directly with customers. Uh, we had, I think I spoke with like 500 customers or so, and Scott did too. Wow. Um, and uh, basically, but then our customer support team was talking with the most of them. Anyways, so the way that COVID affected that was sales skyrocketed, which was great. But unfortunately, our customer satisfaction wasn't as high because so many people were pissed. But at the same time, I think a lot of businesses were having similar troubles. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of really great, like, as soon, it's funny. Sometimes we get an email from a customer who was so upset about it. And then the second I would call them and speak with them and introduce myself as one of the owners, we'd end up having such a great conversation. Every conversation I had with a Stripeman customer turned out to be a very positive one. It's just people who are questioning the credibility of the brand. There's so many hoaxes and so much bullshit out there. Some people were even wondering if Stripeman's a real brand and huh. they were wondering if they were being robbed. But you know, as soon as we were able to communicate with people, even though they waited longer than too they were really cool about it yeah yeah definitely well i'm and i'm sure that that's i think it just falls under like just communication like at yes. first, you know because if there's no communication then it just leaves you know the mind to like think of all kinds of things like oh did i just get ripped off is you know is my product ever going to come they're probably hoping that i forget about it and two months later you know it's just you know you just start wondering like wondering all these things 
and I'm sure that it also meant a lot to them that like the owners were like calling them back and like having these conversations with them. But it also is such a weird, I don't know. It's like, I feel like 2020 and I mean, it continues, but 2020 was just such a weird time. Weirdest year of my life. Yeah, seriously. It was definitely like the weirdest time of my life. And it also, I mean, things that were becoming hard to get like lumber and, and even now, like during my remodel, there's so many things that people are sold out of because there's so many more people working from home. There's now people are like, oh, well, you know, let's, you know, now that we're spending more time at home, let's remodel our house. And so it's still like in high demand. And even just getting contractors to work on my house when they're like booked out until January was like, I had to pull so many strings, you know, just things that you never in your life would have thought of. And yeah, so it's, I don't know. It's just crazy. Um, Yeah, I'm going to take another quick break, talk about IWI. One of the IWI guns that I'm still really wanting to try out is the Uzi Pro. Fingers crossed that I get one. I just got the Galil and talked about it in the last show. Love it. The Uzi is one of these, like one of those guns that, even though it doesn't seem as practical as some, it's just so iconic that your collection just won't be complete until you have one. The Uzi Pro is, of course, the modernized version of the classic with a number of improvements over the classic design. One of the really cool things is they moved the charging lever to the left side instead of the top. So now there's a Picatinny rail so that you can add an optic. They also moved the mag release to a more practical location on the grip like other modern handguns. And then lastly, it comes with a threaded barrel. So if you want to suppress it, you can get those with or without a brace from SB Tactical. Definitely check them out. You can uh, find more information about it at IWI.us. Remember, if you use the code GUNFUNNY15, you're going to get 15% off all accessories. So don't forget to check out their accessories while you're on the website. There are other products out there, you know, dry firing systems. One that comes to mind is like Mantis. How does your product compare with Mantis? Who? I don't know what that is, Mantis. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know, we know who Mantis is. They know who we are. Well, you know, like when, when we got into these, this industry, Mantis was not a direct competitor of ours. Yeah. Uh, and in many ways we, we thought they were a cool company and we, we liked what they were doing. Um, we weren't in their lane and they weren't in ours, although kind of, kind of suspected that they would step into our lane we weren't thinking of developing you know in their sort of area where they you know they offer you these advanced um, metrics on how you handle your firearm and you can use it in dry fire and in live fire training which is that's like a cool tool we didn't want to go in that direction so we had our little area which was a laser cartridge and the fact that when you dry fire training you can see where bullet would be landing the app and just making a solid app anyways mantis uh they came out with a laser product not too long ago so they're now in our lane (laughs) which is which is fun you know we're all about competition so that's fine but you know the way that my brother and i go about any competition whether it be you know there's other dry fire products out there 
we don't worry about what the, comp the, the competition is doing. I know some people do that. They, they look at the competitor and they kind of worry. Yeah. Uh, my brother and I, we played a lot of sports growing up and, you know, you learn that if you worry about what the competitor is doing, your game suffers. And we've learned that just by simply focusing on what we are doing in a positive way, we don't need to worry about anything. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, like, I guess to give an idea, Mantis is different from Strike. We're not the same company and we're not, we don't do the same things. We're in competition with each other, but Strikeman, what we're focusing on is we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're not trying to overtake every possible area you can in dry fire. What we're trying to do is make sure the product that we do sell um, is just like well-oiled and works really well. Yeah. And so it's best in that area. People, when they buy a $99 Strikeman system, they're not buying like an F-22 Raptor fighter jet and they know that, but they do want a reliable dry fire training system. And it does that, and we also sell it at a, at a, what we really want to do is keep it at a friendly price to your everyday American citizen, because that's like, that, that's the, there's six, what is it, like six million new gun owners in the last year in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, so, and uh, so what our product does is it's just, you know, it's the app, it's the laser cartridge, and it just does what it's supposed to do. I know, like, I don't want to slander. I don't want to talk about Mantis and what they do. I just, you know, I don't want to get into any sort of heat. But uh, you guys are just basically just going to keep your eyes at the end of the tunnel and just keep doing what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. One thing that, you know, because I have uh, the Strikeman system and I really enjoy it. And I think dry firing is like incredibly important. Even if there wasn't an ammo shortage, it's just one of those things where, you know, if you do it enough, it's definitely going to, you know, well, I mean, you have to do it well and you have to make sure that you're not developing bad habits. So I'd obviously recommend taking a class first and learning how to properly shoot, but it definitely helps with your shooting skills. But one thing that kind of drives me crazy. And I wish that there was sort of an alternative to this is that you have to rack the slide back every time to like reset. Have you yeah. guys thought about a product that would sort of overcome this? We sure have. You have no idea how much. Um, and there's good news with that as well. Um, I don't want to reveal any details just in case Mantis is listening or somebody else. But, <laughs> yeah. um, we do oh. have something very exciting that's in the works. And that's, nice. that's all I'll say. Yes. Well, that's exciting. Cause yeah, that was like the one thing that, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, I like dry firing, but it does. And whether you're using the Strikeman system or you're just at home dry firing your pistol, you still have to rack the slide back. I mean, unless yeah. you're like a revolver or something like that, but you know, so it's yeah. not like it just comes with your product, but I always kind of hated doing something like that. Like it was just like, all right. Cause you don't want to develop that muscle memory of like having to rack the slide back every time you take a shot. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a limitation on it. And, and it could definitely, that can lead to um, problems with your shooting for sure. Mm -hmm. If you have that habit, like that muscle memory, that even that little twitch that you think you have to rack your slide can just ruin your, yeah. but I think, you know, all you need to do is look at Strikeman as a tool. It's not like a replacement for live fire training, but it, like you'll see a lot of people using the system when they, uh, when they, sh you know, they'll put our laser cartridge in and they've got the, 
the target setup in the app is going and they will um, draw their firearm out of the holster and practice their first shot accuracy from mm-hmm. a holstered position. And that's really good. You know, like that's a really good way to train with the system. Yeah, definitely. One of the things, one of the videos that I made was I wanted to see at what distance could I shoot using the 5.56 cartridge. And it was 100 yards. It was kind of me that day. Like, gosh, like keeping that target up. I put so many like rocks and water bottles, like trying to keep it, you know. um, (laughs) Like I couldn't have picked like a worse day. It was like winter. It was cold. It's windy. Yeah, um, that, so um, I remember that video. You were there was like houses in the background, and yeah. you had an AR. That was hilarious. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I'm like, I'm, I'm like, my viewers probably think like I'm just, but I, I was like, where can I go without having to go like all the way out east out in the country? Because it was like maybe during the week when I recorded this. By the time I get out there, it's gonna be like dark, and there was like this side like service road that was cut off. It was you know, I actually like hopped a well, kind of drove around like some like, you know, like do not enter signs. That wasn't putting anyone in danger. And there was like a parallel road that was next to me with some houses, but I laid in the back of the truck and like shot in prone position so that it wasn't like people weren't going to like call the cops and be like, there's somebody out in the field with a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, the things you got to pull to get these videos out there. But yeah, um, it's a cool video. It was. Yeah. And I was able to pick up a hundred yards, but have you guys done any more testing to see like at what distance uh, these shots are being able to, you know, pick up? Yeah. So the distance that we, we give as a max is 200 yards. But the thing is this, you have to remember that the app is virtual reality and what it's, what the camera is picking up is light. So if your target is in the sun mm-hmm. and your phone is filming the target, <clears throat> even at a pretty short distance, you might see some problems with the, the app recognition of your shot. Yeah. But if you were to, and there's a, a guy named I think Top Shot Dustin on YouTube did a, um, a pretty good video of, of shooting from a distance with his handgun. Mm-hmm. But what he what he did was he made sure that the the target was in the shade. Oh, okay. And, um, so that um, if you can do that, like if you put I don't know, like under a tree or you know it's under something and and it's shaded, yeah, then you can get much better uh, laser recognition. Sometimes even further than two hundred yards. But I mean, I, I don't think you really need to be dry fire training with. At 200 yards, that's still extremely far. Oh yeah, for for, for most people, and um, most people are training indoors. Some still do outdoors, but there's well, an indoor outdoor mode. But just to answer your question, yeah, 200 yards is the formal. That's what we say, the official max. And I think it's it's normally like 200 to 250 yards that people normally sight in their rifle, like for two, two, three, five, five, six. Yes. And, yeah. So like in. I also, I have access to an indoor range that, well, actually, I think it's a hundred yards that would work to pick up the shots because it's indoors or, you know, like you said, I didn't even think about the light thing. I should have just put like an umbrella or something, although not to say it would have held up that day because it was like super windy, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, so 200 yards is still pretty impressive. Yeah. All right, cool. One thing I want to mention is you are giving a code for listeners so they can save 20% off. And is this on any of the products on your website? 
It's on everything. It's 20% off across the board. Okay. And that is save on ammo. Does it matter if it's all caps or? Uh, Nope. You can do it. No caps or caps. uh, One word save on ammo. And uh, And, that's been the the marketing watchword throughout our, it's just save on ammo. So (laughs) nice. And then the website is strikeman. So S T R I K E M A N dot I O. So if you yeah. use that code, save on ammo, it's also in the show notes uh, as well as a link. Last question. Do you have any future plans that you can share with listeners? Yes, we do. Um, we're releasing Stripeman Pro soon, which is going to be a more advanced version of our existing products. It's going to introduce a lot of new features. It's a new target system. Um, and it, It's a new app as well. So it's going to be a separate app from the Stripeman app, Stripeman Pro app. That'll be a subscription app. Um, and it's going to offer a lot more advanced ways to dry train. Um, price point is looking like it's going to be around $200, give or take maybe a bit less with the, uh, the monthly subscription, which shouldn't be too high. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking to release that end of October, perhaps November. We don't want to talk about it too much because we're still dialing it in. Yeah, but that is something to look out for soon, and it's going to target the anyone from a new shooter, but up to you know a SWAT member or military personnel, because it offers a lot more advanced dry fire, um, basically options. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Putting a shot timer. Yeah. And then for people who want to follow you on social media, where are you located? What's your handle? If you look at Strikeman on Instagram, it's at Strikeman Co. Okay. And then what about on Facebook? Uh, Facebook, just Strikeman. Just Strikeman. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Moving on with the rest of the show. Caldwell. Caldwell has their new Emacs Shadow Ear Pro available and they're shipping right now. They're one of their new earbud styles of electronic ear pro. I actually used a similar set of these when I was at the shoot last year in Florida. They worked pretty well. I will say at first, you kind of have to like figure out how to put them in your ear well, because if they're not in well enough, uh, it obviously doesn't work. But once you figure that out and it comes with different sizing, uh, depending on your ear size, uh, they work really well. They kind of look sort of like your Apple ear pods and you could also pair them up with your phone so that you can use them that way. But of course you also have that ambient sound amplification so that you can, you know, uh, hear other noises around you. The charge, I guess, lasts five hours, which is pretty good. Um, has a built-in battery to recharge the ear pro. So all you have to do is just put them, you know, pop them back in then that carrying case. Those are on sale right now for $164.99. But if you use the code GUNFUNNY10, you can get 10% off your first order. And that is at caldwellshooting.com. Now it's time to talk politics. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. 135 Republican congressmen vote for red flag laws. Last week, the House passed the National Defense Authorization Act for 2022 by a very large and alarming margin, considering some of the riders that were included in it. 
Riders, if you aren't familiar with them, are extra laws that have nothing to do with the main bill. They get added into the bills, which personally I think should be illegal. Included in the NDAA were, of course, many riders. A very large number of them were very liberal biases and uh, had to do with nothing about the national defense. One of the most troubling was red flag laws included to confiscate privately owned firearms from military members. The red flag provision was added by Congresswoman Jackie Speer from California with a long history of pushing gun control and would allow a military court order to restrain a person from possessing, receiving, or otherwise accessing a firearm. This could be issued ex parte where the person would not have to be present and only finds out when police or possibly the MPs in this case knock on their door. In other words, members of the armed services could have their firearms confiscated without any chance to contest the accusations or present any evidence in their defense. We've seen like in the past, you know, how well red flag laws have gone. There's basically no penalty for false reports leading to these violations due process. And people have died because of how some of the visits from law enforcement have been carried out. The most troubling part of this is that 135 Republicans voted in favor of the NDAA, knowing these provisions were in there. Some claimed that it, quote, won't be in the final bill, while others like Dan Kershaw have been vocal about supporting red flag laws or the TAPS Act in the past. If they don't support including the red flag portion, they could have easily voted no at this point, as the Democrats would still send it to the Senate with their majority. Voting yes with gun control provisions included just shows that their willingness to compromise our rights away. So if you guys click on the link, there is a list of the 135 Republicans that voted for this. I definitely recommend contacting them, contact your senators, congressmen, and tell them you know that they have to vote no on this. But yeah, it's just, I mean, it's so crazy. But I do think that it should be illegal to insert these little riders into the laws. And not to mention a lot of these laws, like most people aren't even reading through them because there's, you know, when it's on the table, it's like so many pages that like, I'd like to know, like, actually, like who reads throughout this whole thing. But I don't know. Yeah. It's just kind well, of. Well, I think, I, I think like for, you know, a democracy to function well, people have to know the deal. And um, what I mean by that is, is people have to know, you know, when the government puts forward a motion, the, if it's a democracy, the idea is, well, the people want this. But if the people aren't aware of what's going on, then the people don't, might not want it, right? Um, and that's, that's, that's the dangers, you know, that there's that gap between the people and government. And if it gets too wide, it's where you can get tyranny and, and things like that. So I think a big thing is, is sort of like accessibility to like simple information, you know, things to be made very transparent. That would be very good. So I, I like your idea, you know, that it should be illegal or in some way, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I completely yeah. agree. And I, it is yeah. actually also kind of like, I mean, it, it's BS that a lot of this isn't as, you know, clear cut as it should be like things, you know, like, I don't know, just everything that they're trying to pull isn't really as, uh, um, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It's just. <laughs> Politics at what time is it where you are? Uh, it's now 9am. How many coffees have you had? How many coffees? Yeah. Uh, I'm still on my first cup. <laughs> my gosh. I would have. I know this is, this is why I'm like, 
I'm like, uh, yeah. I mean, usually, so usually I could, I'll record a show at like nine 30, but this whole, like, you know, I mean, I woke up at like seven this morning, but what I should have included is that yesterday. So I've actually, I've concluded that there's no way in hell that I could ever become like a construction worker. <laughs> yeah. So like, I obviously have no, I'm not like, I don't have to help the contractors that are at my house, but I just want to see it <laughs> done. So I'm just like, Hey, all hands on deck, I'll help wherever it's needed. And also I've realized that like, it's like babysitting. I hate to say this, but like having all these contractors and they're all doing different jobs. Like if you don't like stand there and like have them make sure that they're doing it. Like, I can't tell you how many times they've taken breaks to smoke cigarettes and which I hate. hate. I'm going to tell you, I've been on both sides of the deal. I've been uh, a guy doing manual labor in a home where the homeowner was just watching me do it. And I've been a homeowner having people do work. And I'm telling you right now, (laughs) (laughs) they'll do better you gotta find the balance yeah you can watch them but don't be staring at them i used to hate that yeah no i I haven't like i'm not on top of them but i'm like okay guys so next you know we should probably do the trim all right let's put in that vanity you know and i've and i've developed kind of like a friendship with them where we like all joke around and stuff so it's not like i'm like sitting there like tapping my foot and yeah and I've picked them up beers a few times. Like I'm trying to be like that cool person. That's like, Hey guys, <laughs> mind if you drink beer, as long as you could still, but here's where it screwed me over is like the two times that I, you know, picked them up alcohol, they ended up just like drinking. And then, uh, I almost don't even want to say this, but they started smoking weed, which is legal in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I'm just like, what is going on? Like, you should you just start doing, uh, just start doing target practice with your AR next right. time. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, one of them, like the other day, so I've been ordering all this stuff from like Amazon and I ordered a new vanity and uh, new lights and stuff. Cause I'm just like, you know, cause once you replace the tile, then the lights don't go with the theme and you don't even realize like how much it's going to feel like I have a new house by the time this is all said and done. But Anyway, so like FedEx, UPS and Amazon and stuff like they've been delivering to my house. In fact, I even had the FedEx guy yesterday awkwardly like start conversation with me because I was there when uh, he delivered. He's like, he's like, he's like, oh, are you like doing like a remodel or something? Because like the other day I delivered some packages and it was like really heavy. And I was like, man, this has to be like wood inside. And I was like, oh, that was probably my vanity. (laughs) Oh yeah. And you know, and it doesn't help that there's like the huge rollout dumpster in front of my house and stuff. But I did notice uh the other day when UPS came that the contractors, which again, I don't care if you smoke pot or if you enjoy drinking some beer as long as you don't get like trashed and you're still able to do your job, like I don't care. I just want the job done at this point. But I did notice that there was like a weed pipe like right outside on this little bin where um ups like dropped off all these packages so they're probably like oh okay like it's just out there in the middle of nowhere and i don't know i mean i personally i don't smoke weed i don't smoke cigarettes i don't even know how people these days still smoke cigarettes like it's so disgusting and i really don't mind but it's like then they smell like cigarettes and i'm just i'm so over it but yeah i mean that's that's a reality with um a lot of a lot of labor jobs i mean i've worked through a lot of them I, I quit drinking like seven years ago, actually. I used to be a complete party animal. And, you know, I, 
I mean, every person makes their own decision to live the way you want. But what yeah. I will say for myself is like, I, I stopped smoking weed, I stopped drinking, I stopped doing drugs and partying and all that stuff. And like, well, you, me, I think you get to a certain point where you like grow up. Yeah, yeah, you grow up. Like and, when you're young, you're just like, oh, okay. But you also, because I was just talking to uh, another contractor yesterday because like not to say like I have a bunch of losers working at my house, but like one was sick. So they didn't show up yesterday. The other one, I'm not even kidding, shows up where they had to do, I don't know, another project or something at another location. And they were going to show up at 10 AM. They show up on time, but they had a bottle of fireball and uh, another bottle in their hand. And I'm like, he was already trashed by the time he showed up. And so then it was me and this other contractor. So I feel like I'm like picking, cause I'm like, I just want my house done. I want these people out of my house. And it's so far in that it's like, I really can't like fire them and hire out, especially because there's, you know, with everyone doing remodels on their house, like just finding people available is so hard and it's getting down to like, okay, it's, it's finally like. I'd say I probably have another week of this and then it's going to be done. Hopefully fingers crossed. Hopefully I didn't jinx myself, but you know, what are you going to do? And it's like, but I do feel like it's like babysitting, but I've also been like kind of picking up the slack. Like I was like painting my ceiling and then painting the trim. (laughs) And I started at 7am yesterday and then I got home at probably like 630, but I was like ready to just go to sleep. I was exhausted. Like this, this hard labor thing is just not for me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's so much work renewing, doing, you know, doing renos and, uh, yeah. And also, can I just say that like, so I had to, they had to redo all the drywall in my uh, living room ceiling, drywall, sanding it. Okay. I would rather glitter all over my house than this stupid, fine drywall dust. This stuff is like. I know I'm going to be finding it for like eight months to come. And I am like such a clean freak. I'm the cleanest person that you will ever meet. Like my house, my life could be a disaster and my house will always look like a model home. And so I'm like, you know, dusty in the walls, like just trying to get this stuff off as quick as possible. Like after it's all said and done, cause I'm like, I'm not going to be finding this stuff eight months later. Like it's, it's all, I'm getting it now. And just when you think like you got everything, everything's coated like in more dust. Well, yeah, you know how they say clean bed, clean head. Well, doing renos is like the opposite of that. When your house is in disarray, (laughs) your mind is in disarray. And uh, that's exactly how I feel. I'm like, as I'm doing this show, I'm like, you probably think I'm like a total idiot right now. Cause I'm just like, yeah, you know, they shouldn't do bills and it should be illegal. And then I'm like, I don't know. And that's it. That's all I got right now. Cause I'm just exhausted. (laughs) Well, now, now that now that you, you remind me of the, the situation you're in, no, it makes perfect sense. I remember, well, funny enough, Scott was building a, one of the most key points of Strikeman. Scott was renewing his house with his girlfriend who he broke up with and all this oh, whole shitstorm. But I'm telling you, like he, his, his emotional balance was just gone when, when yeah. he was doing the res- renovations. There's it, a you got to keep your, you know, it's just that, that simple idea. Like you got to keep your home in order. Yeah. And it's sort of, it's just this simple thing. Like when you keep things they're not cluttered and they're, and they're clean and they're simple, you know, as the outside is. So the inside is, it's a simple axiom, but it's so true. So mm-hmm. true. I mean, I'm just lucky that I'm not staying at my house right now. Cause then I think I'd be over the edge. If I had to stay there, I would, you know, I mean, at least like I'm not staying at my house. So like at the end of the day, I could walk out of my house, 
take a shower and that's, you know, fine. But yeah, yeah, for sure. It's still just, yeah, I, it's been, it's been a nightmare. And I'm sure my well, listeners it, are, are tired of hearing about my home renovation, but guys. <laughs> I know that's so funny. <laughs> I'm just I like, feel like, what is this? Like, it's right. like home sense. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I don't know. I mean, it takes up a huge part of your, uh, your, uh, it's stressful. Yeah, I know. It is. Uh, all right. Well, hopefully just another, another week, but so far it's been six weeks that I've been dealing with this. Six weeks and you got a week more to go. I'm thinking, I'm thinking I have a week. I still have to do the tile in my shower and around my bathtub, but I think they can knock that out in a week. I'm hoping if they don't, if they don't get, do you get your, uh, do your followers, like, are they, are you getting your, your followers and listeners involved in the renos? Like, are they, or are they just like, Ava talk about guns? No, no, they're totally, a lot of them have messaged me and they're like, I actually think I'm going to do a YouTube video and like show the renovations and like walk yeah. through my house just because, you know, I feel like they deserve to like see it because I'm sure people are interested. I'd like to think they're interested, but, and I'm also kind of excited to show you guys because like even my shower, like my current shower has like three shower heads and like four jets on the side. So I'm keeping that, but it's going to be pretty cool. Like the little wall nook things and the tile I picked out and stuff. And yeah, I mean, I think it'll all actually look good. And then I have like a vertical garden that I'm planning for like in my bathroom and it's going to look good. Well, I think I'm going to do a YouTube cool. video. You guys deserve that much, you know, so all of the bitching that I've done on the last couple episodes, you can see what I've been working on, <laughs> what's been making me crazy. Oh yeah. All right. Manicore arms. If you guys have a divorce SAR or the X95 and you want to run it suppressed, an absolute essential upgrade is the gasketed port cover from Manicore Arms. Being a bullpup, the breech of the barrel is right near your face. So when you run suppressed on the stock divorce, you're going to get a lot of extra gas blowback in the face, which sucks. Sven designed the gasketed port cover to eliminate all of that. You just replace the stock one with the one from Manicore and it compresses a rubber gasket between two pieces of aluminum to seal up that port so that you don't get gas in your face. It works on the right or the left and includes a QD mount in the other outer piece of the port cover. They're only $47.95 at manicorearms.com. And remember, if you use the code AVARocks15, all one word, you're going to get 15% off. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Today's question is, are you doing another calendar this year? I loved using last year's to keep track of matches. And actually, I'm really glad that you asked this because I don't even know what freaking month it is. I like apparently today it's October 1st, but when the show comes out, it'll be what, October 3rd. We are actually nearing towards the end of 2021. I should probably think about if I'm going to do another calendar. I definitely, if I do another calendar, I'm definitely not doing two. Last year, I did a Gun Funny one and then an Ava Flanell one. I think this year, I'm just going to do the Ava Flanell one. And I think I'm just going to do a limited run. So maybe 50. Stay on the lookout. I'm going to talk to my editor about it. But I think I'm leaning towards more yes. But like I said, if I do, it's only going to be one calendar and there's probably only going to be 50 of them. 
as opposed to, cause I think last year I had to buy like packs of 50 and then I had like, I don't know, 20 of them left over and I'm pretty sure I still have some left over. So I don't want to have any left over. So that's what I'll do if I do it. So, um, just stay on the lookout. I'll advertise it on my social media if I do, but I'll make a decision about that in like the next couple of weeks and get on that so that you'll have yours in time for 2022. Sean, if I do get a calendar, you want one? I'll sign it for yeah, you. Yeah, do it. Yeah, I'll sign it. We, and... we would love one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but I need to see like a picture that it's like right by your desk. I actually will put it by my desk because I use calendars to manage all the marketing. Like I use physical yeah. calendar, so I actually need one. And I use so I I if you send me that, you'll save me you know like three dollars. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> which, which would be amazing. But and it might actually don't throw it away afterwards because you know it might be worth something in the future. So yeah, it might be worth like two million. Yeah, you never know. I mean. I'd like to think after this remodel, I'm going places. I'm going to have the right mindset. And then it's just going to be like game on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I actually use the physical calendar as well when I'm like booking my classes. Just because, I mean, I always obviously look at my phone for like the calendar when I'm like scheduling appointments and stuff. But the physical calendar, there's just, you can't beat like just writing it down and like actually seeing things out. So I totally agree. Yeah, totally. Totally. Like honestly, Ava, send me a physical calendar. I'll use that. I'll use that. I, I'm all about physical calendars. All right, cool. Tactic Talk, discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. All right. So today's Tactic Talk. So I don't know if you were able to pull up a picture of this because as I was reading it. I was reading the description and I was like, what? I got to click on the link because the way it's described, I'm like, this doesn't even make sense. But basically CAA USA, so they're the developers who designed the MCK, the micro conversion for the pistols. They're going to be releasing a new PCC and they're saying that it's going to be the most comfortable rifle you've ever shot. And Mm -hmm. it's going to be named the AGADA, which I have no idea where they got that name. I'm like, all right, first of all, marketing 101. It's from Star Wars. Oh, it is? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm like, (laughs) so I've never watched Star Wars. I'm like, oh, okay, well, then that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, no, it's it's Hebrew for legend. That's what it means. Uh, Okay. Yeah. It will initially be available in 9mm and then 10mm in the future. But there's a YouTube video on the link if you click on it in the show notes, because I think it's going to help for you guys to just look at the picture and watch the video. But the CEO, who's Mikey Hartman, he described in the video that this is the first rifle to break the 500-year design traditions of rifle design for a human-designed rifle. He said that during his military career while training soldiers to shoot, the way that they held their rifles always frustrated him. The gun is not designed for the human body. And we have to, by definition, contour our body in an unnatural way to hold the grip, squeeze the trigger, and even place our head on the stock, which kind of makes sense to a degree. I know, like, placing your head on the stock, like, it does, you kind of have to, like, crouch your neck a little bit. Like, I feel like I have a, a longer neck, so it's like, I have to, like, crouch my neck, or depending on eye dominance, you know, sometimes you really have to, like, turn your head to line your eyes up with, you know, the sights. That's a pretty, that's a pretty bold claim they're making though, right? Cause it's like, we're going to redefine how people 
shoot rifles after 500 years. I mean, that's, yeah. in, you know, that's intense. I was also thinking about this too, because basically like the grip kind of seems sort of natural. It seems like your finger, your thumb goes in a hole. The trigger bothers me because instead of pulling back, you're actually like pulling down, which they say is obviously more ergonomical, I guess, for your body. But I'm like, how are you going to train somebody out of pulling the trigger down as opposed to straight back? And I've always been a really good trigger puller. Like that's the one thing I've been a very accurate, like from day one, I never anticipated the shot. I never like pulled the trigger back abruptly. And for me to like learn how to do that, I guess, pulling down the same way, like I think would kind of, I don't know. I think it, it would just be I, for me. You know, what's funny to me is this is like the way I reacted to that. To me, you know, our bodies are versatile and we can make our bodies do incredible things. I mean, look at a gymnast doing 10 back handsprings over a bar. You might be like, hey, that's unnatural, but look, they can do it. Yeah. And it's ask any experienced shooter or soldier, they get used to their rifle and it starts to feel comfortable. You shouldn't be like, oh, the rifle's the problem. It's not comfortable. That's going to appeal, I think, to inexperienced shooters, but people that are very experienced are going to be like, listen, if you train enough, you'll get used to what you have. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see both sides. I do think, like, I always appreciate innovation and I do think that, you know, the rifle probably wasn't made to contour with our body as well Um, yeah but i also think that there's going to be a learning curve for people that are experienced i think that if you're inexperienced you have no experience at all it's going to be a lot easier to learn but then imagine how different it's going to feel like going from rifle to rifle so it's almost like if you decide to have this you kind of have to like stick with it yeah yeah well no i i agree though innovation is great and also to be innovative, you have to be daring. And that's what this is, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, the rifle action itself will be pretty familiar with the gas blowback operation, 16 inch barrel or 10 inch, if you want to SBR it. And it'll also take Glock mags, but it definitely looks a lot different otherwise. So starting with the stock, it has a huge distance between the butt pad and the cheek piece so that you won't have to bend your head at all. The rear grip and trigger on the side of the gun raised up so the trigger is actually in line with the barrel and canted rearward so that your trigger finger will be squeezing nearly straight down, which is the part that, you know, kind of, I don't know, I'd have to try it, I guess. The mag inserts into the same canted back grip. The forward grip is kind of like an ergonomic vertical grip with a 90 degree bend. You'll be gripping it in line with the barrel so that your wrist has no bend in it. Yeah. So I don't know. And then I guess MSRP is planned to be $899. There's no release date yet, but I would say, you know, once again, the way I'm describing this all seems, it probably sounds pretty confusing. So I would definitely recommend just clicking on the link in the show notes. And I believe this, uh, the link actually came from Amoland. Amoland actually covered it. I don't know, but also the CEO, like I was watching the video last night and he I think everything that we've expressed, he's already like kind of covered like, yeah, look, it's going to be weird. It's going to be different, but Mm. we think it's going to be really comfortable for you to shoot. So I think it's one of those things where we probably can't really judge it unless we actually try it. That's true. I think we should try it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, I don't know about Canada, but you'll probably, you know, maybe next time you come to the U S you could try it. (laughs) Yeah. When when, uh, Scott and I will come to Colorado and try it. 
That'd yeah, awesome. there you go. I have a yeah. range that we can use. We'll have a range day. And yeah. Although Scott's probably going to have to apologize for blowing me off. So if you guys aren't, well, you probably don't know, but Scott was originally supposed to be on the show. And then Scott <laughs> was like, oh, sorry, I'm busy. And I was like, what a jerk. And I'm the second wheel. Yeah. I'm the and second yeah. Wheel. And then I got like second best. So, but I was like, all right, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. I'll take you. <laughs> yeah. So if you, if anyone doesn't like what I said, just know I was second wheel. There, there's yeah. Yeah, you weren't by no means you weren't the first choice, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scott so, will do a, we'll get Scott to do a public apology. Yeah, there you go. We'll, That'll we'll make put it. that on, on all our strength in media. Everyone can see it. <laughs> it actually would be nice to see because you guys probably I don't think there's too many pictures of you guys posted. No, uh, we've been we've we've been pretty, I don't know if the word is humble or whatnot, but we are kind of, you know. Yeah, we're secretive. Nice no one really it. knows what we look like. Yeah, but it would be kind of nice to put like a face to a name. I know, but you know, it's like maybe people think we're mysterious or something. Yeah, maybe. You know, what <laughs> I don't know. We probably will. Like the thing is, is there's a lot of new business. I mean, if you look deeply, you can see pictures of Scott. You know, you can go on LinkedIn and see me if you want. Um, and anyways, maybe we'll put a face to the name. One of the things though with us is we were just you know. Sometimes people, when they're doing something like writing a book or building a business, you know, you kind of think it might be good to put you yourself on the brand. And sometimes that's good, but sometimes it's, it's really good to let the brand be its own thing. You know, like when you look at Coca-Cola, you don't picture a person. That's true. Right. That's and it's like, maybe I do something stupid one night. Maybe I just go do something. Just that's dumb. True. And there's like some then, video of you. Yeah, and then people think Strikeman's me, but I, even though you know Strikeman's its own thing, and so yeah. and I, I'm not a saint, so I I, I want to live a good free life, so I don't really want my and yeah. I love Strikeman, so I don't want to do something just completely nuts and then slander Strikeman or something like that, right? So mm -hmm. we we've tried to keep a little humble, low profile, yeah, because um, my brother and I were I think we're likable guys, and actually our personalities might I think people would like us, and we're pretty fun loving guys, interesting guys. Yeah. Um, but also we do dumb shit sometimes. So we don't really want to <laughs> You know what I you know what I picture you guys looking like? And this is gonna be so bad because they're like gay lovers. So and obviously you guys are brothers, but uh Siegfried and Roy who did the the tiger shows. I don't even know what that is, but <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you're gonna have to Google it and then I, I'm gonna tell Scott right before I say, hey, Ava wants you to apologize that she's, that, that she's <laughs> picturing us as gay lovers. And, uh, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to text you a link right now so that you know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I'll tell you if we look like that. Then. Okay. They kind of look like 80s, 70s, like, I don't know. I just sent you a link, so <laughs> it's, it's um, pretty funny. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're like Irish, Scottish Canadians. We're like six foot two. I'm blonde. He's dark haired. Okay, so yeah, we, we we don't we don't look like that. We don't look like that. But that's funny. Jesus, you know why you think that? Because of our branding. Those guys kind of look a little strikeman, like the red and black and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. that's almost like what the hell? That's hilarious that you picture us that way. Oh my I, god! I kind of really do, honestly. <laughs> There's a lion in the picture, and they look kind of like Enrique Martin, like Versace designers. 
Yeah. That's so funny. Wow. But that's exactly what I picture. I mean, minus the lions, just replace the lions with strike men. <laughs> it, it almost like, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> oh, okay. Moving on. Birchwood Casey love their targets. They have like really nice reactive targets. They're shoot and see. Chances are, if you've ever shot at a range, you've used them. I just used them recently when I was teaching an eight-year-old girl how to shoot. And just because it's so much easier, I was well, one, I was teaching her how to shoot at 22. So like if you've ever shot 22 on paper, it's like, where the hell did your hits go? Because the hole's so small. These reactive targets like absolutely help. But they also have like other stuff. They have steel targets. They have gongs, rimfire dueling trees. They also have a Texas star, which I recently got and had a lot of fun shooting. I just wish that I had more time to use it just right now with my current situation. I haven't had a lot of time to like go on my range, but that thing was so much fun. So yeah, I would say if you guys really want to be challenged, definitely check out their Texas star. Best thing is, is if you use the code gunfunny20, you're going to get 20% off. And that is at birchwoodkc.com. Stupid, funny. Cool, interesting, awesome, as f- Never mind. AF. Today's AF segment. First of all, have you ever worked in like fast food? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just eating a banana. Oh, okay. I thought you were right still crying you- over the whole Sigmund Freed and Roy thing. I swear, and I swear that's I not like- why I'm eating a banana. <laughs> I was like, oh man, he's mad. He's butthurt. Well, that's the end. Okay, thanks, Sean. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, so you sorry. Fast food? You, no, I'm never sorry. I said yeah, but I've never worked in fast food, but I've have but you ever a waiter or anything? Um or what about a bartender? Yeah, I was a bartender. Okay, I was a bartender too. I never worked in fast food. I was a waitress for a short period of time, then I got fired. I think I was a hostess at one point, also got fired, but bartender I was pretty good at. Wait, why did you get fired as a hostess? I don't really know. I was like, it was like my first job and I don't really know, honestly. But I mean, if they could see me now, they would totally regret their decision. I would love to go back in time and see why you got fired. I I mean, I was probably just, probably like literally didn't care about the whole seating chart. was just like, yeah, cool. All right. And I think also... Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think a lot of people always requested booths, but the booths were always in someone's section. They didn't like divvy them up equally. And so I always sat somebody in one section and then the other people didn't get sat seated in their section. But like, what are you supposed See, to do? That's very, that's very revealing of your personality. Okay, cool. Uh, that's I'm good. Pe- I'm the people pleaser or... <laughs> <laughs> It depends, actually, because I wasn't very people-pleasing to the people whose section I didn't see. And to your employer. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And hence why I'm self-employed now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess TikTok user uh, Mick Dan- McDanks, bitch, that's, that's his handle, uh, posted pictures making the customers, yeah, well, he, I'm sorry, first he worked at McDonald's and he was fed up with a rude customer, so he decided to get revenge. And I guess the customer ordered a McFlurry, a caramel McFlurry. Yeah. And this guy uh, posted TikTok pictures and he, he titled it when the customer has an attitude, but remember, I only make eight fifty an hour. 
I'm so, can I just say, I'm actually so tired of like people being like, well, I only make this much money. One, it's a entry level job. So how much money do you expect to make? Most kids working at McDonald's, I'm sorry, are, should be teenagers. And if they're not, then, I mean, you didn't really do, you know, you didn't plan your life too well, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, if you don't like making an 850, then get better skills and work somewhere else. Anyway, so the second picture of the McFlurry showed him adding the caramel to the McFlurry, except it was a container of sweet and sour sauce, which looked very much like caramel. Okay. were saying things like, this is why everyone should be kind to everyone. Friendly reminder that fast food workers have feelings too. Never mess with the people who make your food, which I do agree with. And actually, like I've gone on dates before and like if people that I go on dates with, if they're not nice to, you know, just people around them, like even, I mean, everybody says like, you know, the, the waiter or the waitress, but even just like people around them, like I pay a lot of attention to that. And or one thing that always makes me mad is like, if somebody drops something and they don't like rush to like pick something up for someone, or they don't open doors for people, just like little things like that. Like I pick up on and I don't know, it's just kind of like a it's sort of just, I don't know. It's like a major turnoff. Um, yeah. So I do think that you definitely need to be kind to people, but, and, and there are some people that are so rude. Like, I think I was like at, I think I was at like the um, Chick-fil-A drive through So I don't eat a lot of like fast food, but I think I was like Chick-fil-A I'll make an exception for. And there was something going on where you could hear the lady in front of me, like yelling at the person. And she was like taking forever. And I was like, oh gosh, so much for fast food. <laughs> but things like that, like at the end of the day, like they are mostly like younger kids working and they're also gaining experience. And just like me, like going back to that hostess position, like when you're, you don't have like an understanding for like how things work exactly or why they work. And so you're gaining experience, I guess. Like looking back now, I'd probably be a great hostess, but like you couldn't pay me enough money to do that. But with these entry-level jobs, like you're still gaining experience. So you're not going to be like top-notch. I feel like people also need to like remember that and like have patience. Yeah. Well, there's a double thing there. I mean, you got to treat people well. I treat people well generally. I just think that's a rule of thumb. And, you know, it just so happens that somebody making your food is not making much money has the opportunity to fuck with you. Yeah wrong um yeah well could you imagine? I've, I've heard i've heard of way worse horror stories than that oh my god oh i know me too and so like that was the pg-13 one like i've like the things that people can do to your food it's just like don't underestimate <laughs> what a pissed off teenager can do oh i i know i know and then yeah yeah um, so the only thing that is kind of crazy though like messing with somebody's food is like you have no idea if they have like a food allergy and they have a bad reaction. So that's like one scary, you know, part of it. Also, this kid's kind of dumb for posting it on TikTok because then he did get fired. Oh, yeah. Well, the social media phenomenon thing, people are just weird. I mean, there's so much weird shit going on. I mean, like, uh, then if I, when I was 15, I was, I was pretty wild. I got fired from a hardware store for falling asleep on a shelf. <laughs> I got fired from, because I was hitting on women and I was, I was 15 and I was hitting on quote milfs. Oh my um, God. 
it truly i mean so like th- were that you, was me what were you was i actually hitting on mills yeah yes oh okay <laughs> it, like, and, and the, and the point of making like, well, you say, no, I was. like, and I was accused of this, like, hello, these ladies are old. No, I was doing it. I was doing it full, full on. But I guess the point was like, well, maybe you were just trying to make their day. What's that? Maybe you were just trying to make their day. Like these ladies, they're probably like housewives and they're going grocery shopping. You're like, you know what? I'm going to make this woman's day and tell her she looks good. Yeah, Eva, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, teenagers like. We're so different. Teenagers don't know what they're doing. They just don't. They're, you know, they're kids and they've sort of got adult bodies out of nowhere and their brains aren't fully developed and they just have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. But well, the truth is, it's like they're just trying to figure it out, right? We're, we're all trying to do the best we can. That that teenager who, who, who did the TikTok thing, I can relate to it because I was a teenager and like I said, I got fired for hitting on mills. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, today, the way, the way I am is you, you wouldn't see me doing something yeah. And likewise, that that teenager that posted it on TikTok, for one, they don't care about their job, so they don't they don't care. Yeah, and and, and all that. But from and our perspective, the like, amount of views that he got actually paid better than you know. Yeah, and that's interesting too. Yeah, if you do a viral video, you can actually get if you become quote an influencer, you can mm-hmm. make quite a bit of money. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think I mean I absolutely think you're right. I think you know, when you're a teenager, you also don't realize the consequences. You don't think about it because I did a lot of stupid things too. And then as you become older, I think the best way to learn is to kind of make those mistakes. And then you become older and wiser and and kind of just going back to like, you know, when people get like drunk and smoke weed and stuff and you're like, yeah, when you're younger, maybe, but like you become an adult and I'm like, I can't drink that much. Like I can't afford to be hung over the next day. I have too much going on. Like, yeah, and then suffering. I, for me, I all that the reason I, I stopped doing that stuff is just I think as you as you become as you become a man, <laughs> you, yeah, you know you endure suffering in your teenagers, your early twenties, and you know you have a big ego, and then you just go through hell because of your ego, and it humbles you, and then you come out of that stronger and more resilient and stuff. Like, and then you can apply that across the board, but like hangovers yeah. are a good example, you know, like. I stopped drinking because I was getting so hungover that it was insane. Yeah. And I, but I, keep in mind, I was also just drinking a lot too. I was, I would go hard on the drinking. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, um, Oh God, I hate hangovers, but now also as you get older, it seems like, like sometimes I'd be hungover and I'll only have like three drinks. I guess it depends yeah. on drink and like how much you ate or how much water, you know, the day before, but like, Oh, I just, yeah, I can't really afford it anymore. It is what it is. But anyways, lesson learned guys, be nicer to the people that are making your food. And if I do have any teenagers listening, try not to do too many stupid things, but you know, if you do, hopefully you learn from it. Do enough of them that you learn. <laughs> yeah. Just there's a fine line though between like doing something stupid that you're going to pay for for the rest of your life, which you don't want, you know? So you'd like, I don't know. I think that would be, that would be the scary thing for me if I had kids. Cause it's like, I go back and forth between like, if I had kids, would I be really strict? And I feel like I probably would be a strict parent, but then that's also not good because knowing a lot of the people, like 
that I grew up with that had really strict parents. Like the minute they go to college, they like go crazy. And then they flunk their first year. Whereas like me, I got straight A's. I graduated in three years with a double major, but that's because like, I already like, I partied a little bit in high school and like did stupid things. And like, I was just ready to like hurry up, finish college and like get on with my life. My aunt was the most wild uh, girl in, in high school. Apparently this is what I hear. And, and then she was so strict with her kids and it just keeps reversing back and forth. I don't yeah. know. I, my parents weren't too strict with me. And I'm not going to be too strict with my kids if I have kids. And I'm, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to let them, I'm not going to let them be like little shits, but I'm also like, you can see what happens if you go to one of the extremes, both extremes are bad. Just be in the middle. You know, it's like, you got to let them give them space, but then you also, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. It's hard though. Cause you don't want them to make mistakes, like get into a car accident. Cause they were, you know, or they were drinking and driving or, you know, like it's just hard. Yeah. But you got to know what's under your control, right? I mean, I, I hear that. It's scary. Yeah. Parenting, I mean, you're already worrying about your babies, Dave, and you haven't had them yet. <laughs> well, no. well, I don't think I'm going to have kids. <laughs> I have a hard time raising a four-pound dog named Tickles. And Tickles has been at the babysitters now for two weeks. <laughs> oh, really? Well, yeah, because I don't, like, she's just better at the babysitters right now because like with the construction going on at my house and you know, and I won't be able to spend much time with her, but I mean, I swear this dog is so freaking spoiled. Everybody who meets this dog is like tickles is so spoiled. I'm like, no, she's not, but like she totally is. But yeah, that's, that's my little baby right now. <laughs> yeah. But, and she's only, she's eight. So she's actually, cause you're probably thinking she's a puppy, but she's eight years old. Yeah. She sounded like a baby there. Yeah. I mean, she gets treated like a baby. Like I'll wrap her up in like little blankets and like coddle her and she loves it. Like she's just is like, she's a, what, what breed is that? She's a toy Fox terrier. Mm. Yeah. You don't see too many of them, but like they're, she's just really like, she's kind of like sassy and spunky, but also really sweet. And she's not mean. Like she doesn't bark. She doesn't have like little dog syndrome. She doesn't. Oh, that's, food. that's good. That's key. Yeah. Yeah. She's just like, I feel like I raised her really well, actually. <laughs> there you go yeah all right itunes reviews uh first review this one's kind of weird is daniel boone 13 five stars episode 213 dang it i forgot to sign out of my handle of dan burns all right well at least it's a five star so that's cool uh second is ryan twenty one twelve five stars setting the pace on mondays easiest gun podcast to listen to i look forward to it every monday your fun take on the gun industry is just what I need on a Monday morning. Keep up the good work. Send Operator Tickles, that's my dog, over to Afghanistan to take care of the Taliban and bring our people and equipment home. <laughs> John, that's I want good. You, yeah, out of those two, I want you to pick a winner. Daniel, although Daniel spelt with an A, D-A-N-I-A-L, Daniel Boone or uh, Ryan. Ryan was the, 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 the last one you read? Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to go with Ryan. I like that. Yeah, I agree. All right, Ryan, we'll just head on over to gunfunny.com, click on the contact us form and send me a good mailing address. Then we're going to send you out a prize pack. Now it's time to wrap up. If you guys like the show and you want to support it, consider becoming a Patreon. You could do so by going to gunfunny.com, click on the support the show link 
loan deadline is giving away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky patron every month. And since it's October 3rd, it's time to pick a lucky patron. You should see some of the work that he's done to patrons guns in the past. Like he does the most amazing Cerakote jobs ever. I actually think I'm going to send my Galil, my IWI Galil ace to him to do. Cause it just, I think it would just look like badass with a nice Cerakote job. Also wanted to thank the $25 patrons who are Corbin, Bonafide, Iraq Veteran, 8888, Sake Holsters, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Sportsman's Guide, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, and Melissa Ridings. King of the Patreon, still Jon Snow. He wants me to say operator tickles can go running down the street naked and not get in trouble. All right, Sean. Well, thank you so much for joining me this morning. I'm going to go drink more coffee and try to get my shit together for this beautiful Friday day. <laughs> oh, yeah. And can you just remind listeners once again, where they can find you on social media and what your website is so that, you know, if they want to order Strikeman system and also guys, just a reminder that code save on ammo, all one word, you get 20% off. And what is that website again? So it's www.strikeman.io. We're also going to be in Bass Pro and Cabela's soon. So you'll see us there. Um, Damn, good job. There's a couple of gun stores. Like I think we're like 25 throughout the United States. Um, so you might see us randomly. But honestly, if you really just want a system, the best place to get it is on our website. Provided we have the stock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and hopefully that changes soon. But Yeah. But anyways, they could still pre-order and basically. Yeah, and it, it's not too, it's really not too bad of a way usually. Like usually it's pretty quick and sometimes we're out of stock and then we're out of, stock. you know, the, meat, the inventory comes in and then your order arrives two days after that. So yeah. it's usually. Okay. All right, cool. Well, thanks again for joining me and guys, I will talk to you next Monday. Thanks a lot, Ava. <laughs> Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.